Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. I know it's been a while and I've not posted anything or kept anything updated. I've been horrible. But I've been really busy doing other silly things. But I'm back with a nice little podcast with a friend of mine called Ivy, who I know from university in Aberdeen. And we just decided that we wanted to spend an hour or so discussing the new Disney Plus show, Loki, which is exactly what we did. And we talk a lot of rubbish. Uh, We talk about our favorite episodes, our favorite characters, where we see season two going, when we think season two is going to come out, and how it implicates with the MCU altogether. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. (laughs) I just realized this as you were speaking, that you're the first guest that I've ever had on the podcast. Oh, and see you you I don't think you'll be the last because I was trying to get Lorraine to come on months ago oh, yeah. to speak about the Queen's Gambit because we were both obsessed and then oh, but it never happened I know well we sort of got like really busy with schoolwork and we both I mean like the Queen's Gambit just faded into non-existence in our minds really and then yeah. and then um I tried to get my friend Liz to speak about the crown because she's equally obsessed about the, uh, the crown as I am um, but yeah. I, I'm going to get her to do a guest podcast whenever season five comes out next year. So that'll be fun. Mm, it's, I think, I don't know. I think it's just a great way to like connect to people as well and stay in touch. Kind of like a side note there. This is true. But I'm looking at the, the facts. <laughs> I'm looking at the facts now, right? So would you think this is a good summary of the show Loki? Because this is a Loki podcast, so we should start speaking about Loki. Um, so... This is the description. Uh, Marvel's six-part Loki series explores what happens to the alternate variant of the God of Mischief Mischief we see stealing the Tesseract in Marvel's uh, Avengers Endgame, which is different from what happened in 2012's Avengers, uh, whereas in that one, Loki was surrendered to... uh, He surrendered to Steve Rogers and then Iron Man and then Black Widow. And then, obviously, this is not the Loki that was killed by Thanos in Infinity War, which is true. Um, um, kind of like a side note on that, because I, when I first saw it, this was like through the, um, like what happened, because you know, like an Ant Man, mm-hmm. like I reckon this variant was caused by how Ant Man interfered, because you see him like kind of like um, getting that new briefcase. What's oh. Briefcase? Ooh, Wait, the... hold on, let me <laughs> quickly like rewatch it. <laughs> Do you have it up? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. You probably have <laughs> all the memories, phones right there. Yeah, so it's a briefcase that got kicked away, and Loki looks at it, and it gets picked up and carried away. You know, this is what I think. This is what happens in in the actual film as well. And the oh yeah, the door, and then a tesseract ends up like next to yeah. his foot. Yeah, and he picks it up. And this is like caused by Ant Man being there, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that Loki has the Tesseract and then teleports to somewhere else, and him escaping, I'm I'm convinced this is because of you know Ant Man's like film. Yeah, definitely. That I think they they're gonna explore that in the second Ant Man film. Oh wait, no, the third Ant Man film actually. Um, I forgot about Ant Man and the Wasp. A lot of people <laughs> forget that film. Yeah, I wait, actually saw that. Now one that in the you mention it, I have forgotten about it as well. <laughs> I saw that one in the cinema, believe it or not, and I also saw the first Ant Man. I think I think Ant Man is really good. No, I, I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Ant Man is good. I wasn't a fan of the second one. Uh, I think that's why people forget about it. Yeah, and to be fair, the the story in the first one was really good. I thought maybe the villain was a little bit poor. 
It was the bald guy. I can't remember his name. You know, B or something. Wasp <laughs> <laughs> B. No, it's it's some insect name. I think I'm certain it's an insect name. But yeah, that that was an okay film. But um, I know it's connected to what's happening in Loki, the third film, because uh, the guy who plays Kang the Conqueror, I can't remember his name now, but he's in he's in that film. I see. I mm-hmm. see. He's going to be in a lot of actually uh, a lot of Marvel films to come. And I was wondering how actually the Eternals fits into all of this because that's the next. I, I'm not sure what the next Marvel film to come out is, but I know that's that's within like the next couple to come out. Um. Oh, I saw it earlier today. Which one is coming on? But I don't know. Oh, is it the? Oh my god, what's it called? The um, the legend of something. The one with the, the kung fu one. I can't remember. Shang something. <laughs> I'm gonna say Legend of Korra. <laughs> That's <laughs> definitely not it. <laughs> we are really showing our Marvel knowledge here. I know, I know. I mean, we're meant to talk about Loki, I know, right? but there's just too many Marvel things. <laughs> I know. Well, guess what my dad bought me today? Speaking of Marvel, I was out. Okay. I was sitting outside, and he just says, like, he comes up to me and says, I got you a present, and I can feel it's yeah. a t-shirt, and I open it, and it's a, oh. it's like a brown t-shirt, and it says Stark Industries on it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Which I thought oh, was quite nice. I've been, I've been, like, browsing for, like... I don't know, just shirts to show that I'm a fan of things and not just wear normal shirts. Can't ever find the right one. But okay, so anyway, <laughs> speaking of, Lo- well, going back to Loki, this is really interesting, actually, and I just found this out now reading it. So at the time when the Endgame was in production, when they were filming, there weren't any plans for Loki to have his own show. And okay. the escape setup was only created to force Tony and Captain America to have to go further back in time, so the 1970s, to uh, to get the, the Space Stone. And then it says, while Marvel Studios, while Kevin Feige and then the uh, Disney CEO, uh, Bob Iger, had figured out the idea for the series by the time that Endgame was released, um, it had been filmed back-to-back with Infinity War, and Tom Hiddleston didn't find out about the series plan until he'd finished filming his parts in Endgame, which I thought was really interesting. So he had no idea about Loki while he was doing uh, Endgame. So he didn't know how the, the time travel stuff would fit in, which is quite interesting. That's very interesting. I don't know, I suppose it makes sense because I feel like if they hadn't made Loki, there would have always been this kind of like wonder what happened to Loki. Yeah. Because obviously, like, well, speaking of Ant-Man again, like, you know, like that whole scene was disrupted mm-hmm. um, and I think thinking about it now like I was like passively like it was in my mind how this doesn't really fit in with like the complete story so it, I'm quite happy that they actually like filled that ga- gap up and then opened probably another like thousand just for Loki himself mm-hmm. that makes sense I don't, oh uh, it totally makes sense and I was just thinking there's a lot that goes on in this show and I think <laughs> thinking about it now as well I think I think my favorite part of it is how he loves himself as a like a female version of Loki. Oh yeah, that like how... that is weird. That is really weird. Actually, I just I didn't I just realized that I think, now. I think for for Loki, it makes sense. Like obviously, like Loki doesn't really care who he's attracted to mm-hmm. uh, because that's you know the kind of like Loki he is in like Norse mythology as well. Um, you know, he's got a wolf as a child and he's got a serpent as a child the midgard midgard serpent uh-huh. is his entire like 
I don't know, backstory is 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 quite interesting. But I think as far as Loki goes, I feel like falling in love with himself and then betraying himself uh, later on, I think that just completely fits the picture. Yeah, he's that type of person that he he loves himself more than anyone else. And yeah. but for me, he's whenever I saw him in the first Avengers film, I always saw him as this this villain that could um, that never had any emotions really, except like some faint emotions towards Thor. And then to see him open up in the show, which they can do because it's a uh, six episodes, you know, forty five minutes long each, they can really delve into his character. And yeah. I feel like all the shows so far come out of Disney Plus, like One Division and then Captain World Soldier. I feel like Loki has benefited the most from exploring the actual character and revealing more sides of him which i think is really really good because I, I, that's like the ultimate goal of the show i feel like that's always something that i've missed as well it's just more of loki mm-hmm. i think loki has always been like one of my fa- more favorite characters that yeah. I like maybe because you kind of like knowing from the films like there's more going on like you know there's generally just more going on with him than the films were allowed to yeah. like that you know. The best part of him is uh that was shown was in Thor Ragnarok, I feel. That's when we started to get more of Loki and the different sides to him. Because he was a yeah. bit he was funny, he was sad, we got so many different ranges of emotions and we obviously in the first two films we found out more about his backstory and his origins. But in this one we really get in Loki, we really get a sense of who he is as a person. Because he realizes, like, once he's left uh, his timeline and he's with the TVA, I love that moment he has in the first episode where he sees all the Infinity Stones and he's just, <laughs> he's just like, questioning his purpose. Like, what was this all for? This is the most powerful place in the universe. And, like, what am I doing here? I think there, like, you kind of, like, see Loki's whole, like, understanding of the universe being destroyed as well. Yeah. I find it really interesting to see, like, what would someone do if, like, you finally find out that everything is kind of, like, I don't know, just been a game, I suppose, in mm-hmm. a sense. I, th- and, like, I yeah. think that I would really benefit from a rewatch of the show because there there are parts that I still struggle to comprehend with and the i think i would need to understand more the purpose of kang the conqueror and how it fits in i mean i have like a broad understanding of what happens like towards the end the whole timeline shifted um, female loki kills kang the conqueror spoiler alert to anyone listening and then we have all these i mean <laughs> if the, you haven't spoiled it i know yeah and then the the timeline situation is explained to us really well and how because we see that tv in every episode and how it shifts from place to place you know and then if there's yeah. if there's a break we see a little line veer off from the straight line and at the end of episode six we have all these parallel lines um all these lines splitting off into the across the tv and we know like the multiverse has been created in a way yeah and i think i think towards like the very end i think i think that's just still like such a such an interesting scene it's just um the last scene where he walks into mobius but like it's not the mobius that we know it's yeah. like someone else mm-hmm. i i find that really like gonna set like i don't know like i kind of like get um the motivation of like the timekeeper there as well is to, to keep everything in order because you already see part of this chaos not yeah. just in like eva itself but like the fact that loki is in this other like universe and he you know he strives towards like 
telling his friend and he finds out that his friend is not his friend anymore is just Someone some kind of random person on a side note there as well up until that point i was convinced mobius was not a loki yeah you i remember <laughs> you saying that I was, <laughs> I was looking at them because you know like loki's always have blue eyes that's one of the things mm-hmm. that they said and i was like oh, well mobius has blue eyes like you know he's a variant it could, could, have could been, be but maybe so is but i i'm not so convinced anymore i wonder i mean they said they're going to be there's going to be season two and i wonder yeah. what they're going to do with it and i'm more interested to know when they're going to do it because i feel like marvel could get really i mean they know they're, what they're doing but with the multiverse stuff things can get really really complicated and there's just so many different storylines to juggle with all these different characters and what we'll see in Spider-Man, I think, coming out in December is how Loki has impacted uh, the next film to come out. Because it's pretty certain now that um, Spider-Man is going to be, there's going to be a direct link t- to Loki. And also with the next Doctor Strange film, which is called the Multi Multiverse of Madness. So mm. yeah, Loki, infl- Loki has still like a big part in the MCU. Yeah. And... I'm not sure, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna enter in, in uh, put this in as well. Like, um, you know, have you seen the last Rick and Morty mm. episode, I think episode five? Oh no, this is episode four. I think. Let me just quickly what happens in it? Through. I did watch I, I did watch a Rick and Morty episode yesterday, and I think it might have been episode no, four. I think it was episode five. Oh, is it the one with the sperm? No, it was the one before then in that case. Oh, is it the one with um, the you know, with... elemental chick? Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Right, okay. So there was one Rick and Morty episode where they had like um they had a breach and um you see these clones <gasps> oh, realizing that they're Yeah, I did see that and one. I think, yeah. I think this is like what the multiverse is now as well in Marvel. And maybe this is like I don't know, Rick and Morty being inspired by this. But oh, the fact that yeah. they kept on like showing that um, they're clones and they need to kill themselves, and you kind of like in the end don't really know who the real ones are. Yeah, I still don't know. Um, I don't think anyone. Maybe maybe the writers don't know either. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like that's kind of what Loki. If the when the next season will come out, yeah, I think that's what Loki will be as well because it's impossible to tell which ones are real Morbius and I'm. Uh, I'm not sure now that the lo- the original Loki from the first Avengers film, I'm not sure that he's actually dead because he he might not have died in Endgame because of this new theory that he projected himself like the best he's ever done. And then he was a little speck of dust floating off in the distance because I watched I rewatched that scene and there's a shot where Thanos, when he lifts Loki by the neck, and you do see something flow off of Loki, like some dust behind him. And it matches up to what Richard E. Grant's character said in episode five of Loki, where he transformed himself into dust to escape Thanos. And it matches up with our original timeline. So I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I think it, ma- well, it matches definitely up with what Loki say as well, is that they always survive. True. So I would- not be surprised that True. You know, he just survives and he is somewhere in the universe. Yeah. What if the original Loki meets the Loki from the Loki show? <laughs> Which yeah, is... That would be 
Oh man, this is just too much. You've kind of seen that on the, you know, when when they get pruned, you see all these Lokis together. I thought that was very interesting. How how it's just Lokis that survived there. Mm -hmm. So I think that now, like that would make complete sense that Loki from there would have, you know, been alive there as well. Mm -hmm. So I think what would be fun to do is, do you watch the rewatchables or do you listen to the rewatchables podcast? Um, I've not recently, no. Okay, but do you know how do you know how they have like different categories for stuff? Yes. So I thought it would be good if we we could just do it for this show. So we could do things like, well, let's start off with favorite episode. So you go first. Favorite episode. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I think. Well, I think a lot happens, and I've been kind of like passively muted, of course, mm-hmm. uh, browsing through the episodes just then, and. I think, I mean, I gotta say, like all all of the episodes are really great, but I think I really like how in episode one his entire universe is just yeah. destroyed, and I think I find that very interesting. And maybe this applies to like the book I'm reading at the moment as well. It's a, star- a science of storytelling, and I'm just learning about like how um, people in real life they can't really what well, they're struggling to understand when their world is collapsed, mm-hmm. and I really see that in Loki um like he's you know he walks into the tva and he's like this is nonsense he's a god and yeah. he tries to use powers and i th- i thought that was very interesting just to look to see loki struggle that he is supposed just just a person there and not the god mm-hmm. that he was before on earth you can't even use he's... his powers there no no he can't i and charisma is not tolerated and knowing that he wasn't the first I think that was very interesting. So I, I think mm-hmm. we would still go for like the first episode. Yeah, that's that's a really good shout, actually. Um, it would be a tie between, for me, episode one and episode five. And I really like episode one because we get introduced to all these really new characters. And I just love Owen, Wil- Owen Wilson's character, Morbius. I think he's so cool and very I'm casual. I'm still waiting for him to say whoa. Yeah, I, I was waiting for that every episode, and he—I don't think he said it. I don't think he did. He did say it. They missed out on that. They should have done that. Um, but maybe they, they left it for season two. <laughs> oh yeah, I think so. And um, I just loved uh, the introduction to what the actual TVA looked like because it just reminded me mm-hmm. of like a hotel lobby or somewhere you go to pick up some fancy documents, just like a bank. It was really weird. And um, just to see him in that environment. And also, it sort of put into perspective, like, the actual power rankings of how things were. Because then I was, after the end of episode one, which I think was, like, the the best Disney Plus Marvel show pilot so far. Mm. I was thinking to myself, like, the TVA must be more powerful than all the MCU characters so far combined. Like, they can just control everything. They've got all these Infinity Stones that they don't care about. They can just go back in time and change anything. They can, you know, they can rule the whole universe. This is basically what they do. And then I just loved Loki's reaction to that because he's he's a bad guy, right? At that time, he's a bad guy. And then he's there and he's like, what was it all for? He just doesn't know what it was all for. And just just to see him gain a friendship with Owen Wilson's character was really nice because um, mm-hmm. they're sort of like opposite characters, really, but they, they grow into each other as the show goes on. And then episode five is really good just because i love the fight scenes towards the end (laughs) yeah it was really good no yeah i think uh i think 
gotta say episode four as well when the um, he saw Mobius die. Yeah. And then he himself died. And I really had a moment where I thought, you know, this is it. This is just going to be like Sylvie's story and uh, their fight. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought that was really, I don't know, I was really on the edge of my seat for like about a week. <laughs> just, like was, dying to find out what's so happening. So was I. I was really shocked that um, Owen Wilson was put into the void and that he was stuck by that yellow stick. Because I thought that would be, I thought that was the end of him. Yeah, same. And I gotta say it again, just because you know he got pruned and survived. Pruned, that's it. You know, it's another, it's another thought that you know. I, I, I still think he may be a Loki, just because like you don't see anyone else on that island, land, mm-hmm. planet. It was a planet um, that has survived that, other than other Lokis, and maybe <sighs> it's just because he used the TVA. True. But, I am. I'm hesitant to call him a Loki just because of the fact that he's a variant that was at the TVA, just like the other variants. I can't remember her name. The basically the the character Owen Wilson speaks to a lot in the TVA. Oh, what's her the name? One the one that Tessa Thompson plays. Uh, is it Tessa Thompson? What's her name? The British actress. Oh my god! It's really annoying. I'm going to look at the cast list right now. Okay. It's really annoying me. Oh, R- R- Ravona. Ravona, I think so. She's like the one with the black hair who works at the TVA that Rowan Wilson's always speaking to. Yeah. But they yeah, went yeah. back and saw her original self from Earth, and she was like a school teacher. Do you remember that yeah, in like the yeah. last episode? So I just think Owen Wilson is just a random dude. Uh, um, Potentially, well, I'm honestly not sure. I think the <laughs> fact that. Owen Wilson really prefers Loki's as well and was obsessed with them. I think that's that, just that is actually. Like... You know what? I've <laughs> this. I think that theory comes from you. I've not heard that theory anywhere else. And if if it's true, I will praise you until the day I die because that that's... it could be right. It could be. It's right. a theory though because I don't know. I I think at the at this point I would just quite like him to be a Loki as well because I don't know it makes sense because Loki is only like Loki's and Loki's only True. really uh, vaguely trust Loki's Loki's really like Loki's now we yeah no. <laughs> they gang together until you know it doesn't work in their favor anymore True. which is kind of what and Loki did as well but um I did see and the, the reason why I liked episode five is because there's that big fight scene towards the end when they realized that uh what are the three guys called that control the TVA again the what do they call them in the show Oh, the oh. ones that create the original ones or something. I don't know what they're called. But they basically oh, they find out that... What? They're just the timekeepers. Oh, the time... That's it. The timekeepers. And Jesus Christ, my knowledge of the show is <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, the timekeepers. And they find out they're basically robots and fake. And then they have this awesome fight scene. And a lot of it is similar to the fight scene from... Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Oh no, the the Last Jedi, which I thought was really interesting because I thought that oh, fight okay. scene was really well choreographed, and they they did a lot of similar things in in the Loki show, which was interesting. Ah, oh, was it? Mm-hmm. A lot of the same um, shots. I think looking at the director now again, uh, Michael Waldron. Um, I just remembered that he also did Rick and Morty, so bringing back Rick and Morty once more, like. <laughs> That episode about like um I suppose the kind of like multiverse episode as far as like Rick and Morty goes. 
how they have like clones of clones of clones of clones of yeah. clones and they had like uh so one of the ricks drew a board out to explain to his family is what happens if one fair like special variant creates a clone and that clone creates a clone like it just multiplies like exponentially um well that's true because i mean michael waldron he's he's the writer of the show he created yeah. it and uh, kate heron who's amazing she directed all six episodes but i just realized this now that uh michael waldron he is the writer for the Doctor Strange film, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I was, just I was just about to bring it up. I think it makes sense because yeah. he's probably the only one that kind of like knows what's going on, I yeah, suppose, yeah. if he's lucky. Um, Jesus, he must be, he's probably had like a massive brain fuck to sort this out and realize what's happening yeah. with these films and shows. Mm, definitely. I wonder if he has a similar board because uh, I remember. So in, in, in the Rick and Morty episode towards the end, there was a little bit, um, there was a little behind the scenes. Uh, and this was like, I think the assistant director or the assistant uh -huh. writer or the writer, one of them. Um, and he was saying um, that they kind of like had to draw it out what actually happens. And they decided to put this in, in the show as well, just because like, well, it made sense at that point. Um, for the viewers also to kind of like understand what's going on because after like I don't know three five minutes it just turned into chaos and <laughs> to be honest I had quite a little clue what was actually going on yeah. other than Morty killing Rick and Morty's oh dear um, I was trying to follow it as well it was really there's a lot going on another category we could do is who is your favorite character and for oh. me, oh, who do I like the most? I really, so I really like Loki, but I feel like it's a bit cheap to say Loki. So I'm going to go with the character that I liked seeing the most on screen. And that was Owen Wilson's character, Mobius. I just loved him. Yeah. yeah Is that because great. you like Owen Wilson or because you like Mobius? That's, you know what? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I really like Owen Wilson. I, I love pretty much any Owen Wilson film. There's a film that not many people have seen called You Mean Dupree, which is a really good film. Have you heard of that film? I've heard of it, but I think that's only because I have looked through own Wilson films. You know um, what's even funnier? So no? that, that film, You Mean Dupree, is directed by the Russos. <laughs> and it's oh, like it's like it. a comedy. It's a comedy from like 2006 with Matt Dillon and Kate Hudson. And it's just really good. And Owen Wilson's in it, and he's just being Owen Wilson. And it's directed it's been... by Joe Nancy Russo, which is the funniest thing because it's the least, like, it's totally opposite to what Marvel, but very similar to Community, which is a show they did. Yeah. You know, like, it took me, like, one, like, a few minutes to finally realize that this is Owen Wilson just because he had his hair different. That's true. And he has this little, he has a mustache as well. Massage, yeah, it threw me off. I'm not gonna lie, it mm -hmm. really threw me off. But it's I love crazy. I love the way he talks as well because I mean, that's more sort of Owen Wilson because he's he like whispers a lot and he speaks very quietly. He's like, Yeah, we're just talking, like, I can't understand you. He just doesn't, yeah. you can barely hear what I, he's saying. I think that's, I don't know, for me, it brings in a little flake of like realism, true, you know, like this is how normal people can, yeah, it makes talk. him human, which he is, yeah. Yeah. Although I was I like always wondering how old these people are at the TVA. Like, how old is Owen Wilson? How old is Mobius? 
I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Old? I'm not sure. The, the, I mean, the, the reason... I don't think they're that... Oh, they must be old, actually. Well, They've got to be timeless, old. aren't they? Yeah. They just stay in the same spot. Yeah. And the fact that he was on about jet skis. And oh, that he was yeah. always the right one. I don't know. I want to look up when jet skis were invented. Because I feel like... I don't know. I've... So the seventies. So I reckon, I reckon Jet like he is from the seventies in that case. Mm. You know when they just came about because there's not. I don't know. Maybe this is just Britain here. There's not that much hype for jet skis. No, you can't even. You, know, you got to go to Florida or Hawaii to use a jet ski. Yeah. Yeah. So who's your favorite character in the movie? Is it probably uh, Sylvie? No. No. I I really like Hunter B fifteen. Uh, really so do I actually yeah um, and that's just because she stays persistent until I think is until episode Mm five maybe this is just again like how you see how she portrays like her world being crumbled I I thought I thought it was very interesting and then how in the end like she kind of like not betrays but she changes her opinion of what the world should be and how how um, you know, when the, she saw the timekeepers, well, decapitated, I suppose, you know, like it really changed her position in it and mm-hmm. how um, she went against Ravonna Rensley, who she was working with all, well, probably all these decades, millennia. Yeah. It was how long. How, yeah, how um, long. And tied with Mobius. I, I thought that was really interesting to see. And obviously, besides Loki, who you can't really have as a favorite character in this case. And all the other Lokis. I, I think, I think her her character was really interesting. Yeah, she she was the first one to really click and realize what was happening yeah, ahead of everyone and, else. And I think I I really I'm looking forward to seeing more of her because I think she 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 will become like a really interesting person. She was a beast as well, like a beast. Whenever I saw her, she was like, Jesus Christ, she could fuck anyone up here. She's stronger than yeah. anyone. She knows how to yeah. use the, the stick thing. Well, and I think it's her righteousness that, you know, like it really shows what kind of like person maybe she was or she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like it really, you could really see that it made her reconsider all the choices that she's done. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. So that we got yeah. we got the character sorted. Another category we could do is this is a hard one, but what would you what would you change about the show if you could change anything? If you had a magic wand to fix something oh. or change something about it? Oh, it's uh, difficult. It's very difficult because I think there's very little I would change. I know one thing I would change. I know. <laughs> According to, I think it was The Independent, apparently the kiss scene was not very satisfactory. So is that the kiss scene in episode in the last episode? Uh, yes. Okay. I didn't... I, I thought the last episode was really good, and the, that scene is pretty much the end of the scene with the Khan the Conqueror, and that's a really long scene. I mean, that's like 15, 20 minutes uh, in that episode where it's just them in the house speaking, and Khan yeah. is explaining who he is and what he's doing. Um, I I thought you needed that length of a scene to be able yeah, to explain everything. Yeah. 
So I didn't have any problems with that. What I did have a problem was with, I really didn't like episode three because it was too slow. That's the scene where they're in the train. They're in the train and they're being disguised yeah. and they're, they're in another planet that's about to get destroyed. And halfway through, I, I asked myself, I just didn't know why they were there or what they were doing, what the purpose was. And it was just really slow. And I just didn't I like think, it. I, yeah, I think, well, I think I have to agree with that one. Cause I think that was one of the one, I don't know, like you kind of see like Loki dancing with the people and you kind of see yeah. him like, um, you know, being just Loki. And I think maybe that's the reason why it was necessary to show that he is Loki and Sylvie mm-hmm. is not as Loki as Loki is, I suppose, because she is still serious. She has this, like, one, you know, goal that she, you know, really, really wants to achieve. But, like, I don't know. I thought the whole planet and them being doomed, it was it was more character building, like, to see, to show them that they, they're both... And like progressing, I suppose, yeah. and they get near each other, and I thought that was kind of the purpose. But at the same time, like, I feel like Sylvia was really stubborn, <laughs> especially when she was like, introduced. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes complete sense for her and her backstory as well. Yeah, but the I feel like the purpose of that episode is that's when we started to get the sparks of their romantic relationship between Loki and Sylvie. And one of the only draw, draws away from that episode for me is that we find out that Loki is bi. And other than that, I think... And then we get the dancing scene with Loki, which is quite funny. But other than that, I feel like you could just delete that episode of the, of the series and make it a five-episode series and it would be exactly the same. Oh, I'm not sure actually. You're not sure. You disagree. No, I think I think something like that was necessary to kind of like see the romantic. Mm-hmm. Even though like it's not like an A plot, maybe not even a B plot or even a C. I think it's still necessary to kind of like see that Loki is just more than I think you're this right. kind of person. I think you're right. And same with Sylvie, like you kind of like see them trying to like poke and prune each other to kind of like get the real motives out and you can kind of see what well, at least in Loki was quite because because Loki's own world is destroyed and he knows that there's no future for him in the real world yeah well Sylvie like her future well she never had a future and she never had a world so her fighting against the TVA that's her strong motive and I think episode three is I think maybe that's the purpose that they're trying to trying to get. Yeah, I no, maybe, I would agree. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It's not that obvious, but like looking at the scenes now, I think I don't know. I think Loki is really trying to find something to live for, almost. And I think in this episode, we kind of like see Loki deciding that it is Sylvie that he wants to live for, uh-huh. even though like Loki himself doesn't really know it. Yeah. I like the fact that we're starting to get signs of Loki where he feels some attachment to someone based off of the way they are and not just how they look or what the things they, they do, more of what they say and things like that, which yeah. I, I quite like that. So I, I retract my statement about episode three, but I still think parts of it were really dragged out and slow. 
like there's so many scenes in that episode where they're just they're talking and it's nice to hear them talk but i was just getting a bit lost and i that was the episode where i was really bored i was like oh no this this show is a bit boring and then i saw a review after well not the show was boring that episode was boring and then i saw a review of that episode and it was like a they gave it like a two two star review out of five. And oh gee, that's a bit harsh. Oh, <laughs> two out of five. They they just said that they what they said in the review. The main thing they said that I really agreed with is that this show is just Doctor Who with a high budget. But I seen that review. Did you? Yeah, I did. I saw. I could see. I could see it. But at the same time, I I I didn't think it wasn't. I don't know. I, I could see it from that episode because they... Yeah, that's they, what they, I think as well. And they're kind of like, just like exploring it. And maybe, maybe it was inspired by Doctor Who, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's got the same aims and goals that, and ambitions. That's true. I would just apply it to episode three. The other, the other five episodes are totally uh, are like very much Marvel and um, they're, they're amazing. Like episodes four and five are just unreal. Hmm. And then episode six is just like, whoa. And then I like how we get a cliffhanger because it is a cliffhanger at the end of the, the season because we just yeah. get a snippet of Loki's reaction to this because he doesn't know what's happening until he speaks to Mobius. He thinks everything's fine because he has that long scene by himself where he's sitting down and he's reflecting what's just happened. So he's very so- heartbroken. And um, there's a lot of emotion in Tom Hiddleston's face. I mean, the, he is... He his acting throughout this this whole series is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I I think I think that's why I really like Tom Hiddleston as Loki as well. He he's got the face for it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm you know what I mean like there's no one else that can like, play Loki. Well, no, not anymore. It's Tom Hiddleston now. Yeah, it's, he's he's in that role. So he another another category we could do is what they do in the rewatchables is that they do like who won the movie like who benefited the most out of the show if you, if right, you think okay. about it um and i i think i have a clear winner for who who gets oh, the yeah. most out of the show and it's for me it's got to be kate heron the director because uh, she goes from being like a one episode director in i think one episode director from sex education and now she was given this show, Loki, and where she gets to direct all six episodes. And I assume that there was a lot of pressure on her. But she was able to deliver it. And yeah. she did a really good job. And because of this, she, I think she's, she's just going to have an amazing career. So I feel like she must win the show. <laughs> I think it's hard to It decide. is hard. Because it's quite new and you can't really judge. No, and it's... I think the thing is as well is that most of the cast was already I say most actually now thinking about it, it's just Tom Hiddleston that was Well, there's there's Tom only Hiddleston. if you think about it actually, this is a really unknown cast because yeah. there's Tom Hiddleston and then Owen Wilson and then uh so Sophia Di Mortano who plays um Sylvie, she was relatively known. And then you oh, have you know, her, you know who I thought was great? Who? <laughs> Richard E. Grant. Yeah, I um, love Richard E. Grant. He was, I didn't know he was going to be in it until... No, all the no, no. I thought, yeah, I thought that was, that was a great one <laughs> to just yeah. fit in there. I, I did like that one. Um, I did like that episode, actually, where we get to see all these different Lokis, but Lokis that actually look like Tom Hiddleston as well, so not every Loki looks different. Yeah, yeah. 
But maybe Tom Hilson is the most preferred Loki. <laughs> you know, I don't. There's too many at this point. I just don't know. I mean, that the Loki that was the crocodile was just that was just crazy. <laughs> Excuse the dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. Um, <laughs> so I think one of the last things that we could talk talk about because we've been speaking here for quite a while here, Ivy. We've been speaking for like four or five minutes. Yeah. No, I know. And um, one thing we could talk about was the last thing. I feel like what is what what we think is going to happen for season two. And I'll let you go first because I want to hear your thoughts because I I really don't really have an idea. <laughs> I I think um, oh, I, I'm not too sure either because we don't really get get to see much really because in the end like Loki finds out that you know he's talking to these all the variants yeah. that really happened so you know the madness that happened I'm not sure I think you know the type keeper what's his name Kevin is uh, that right oh yeah yeah him that guy yeah, he. Um, I think seeing him on that statue already means that. Oh, I'm. I'm just really not sure. I think it's really difficult. So, <laughs> like, I think so. Like, I think one of the things that we will see is is more of Kevin, of course. Of like, the Conqueror. What has already been forecasted by um, the the true timekeeper, so mm-hmm. to speak. So he um, he must be so. I think that what we'll get is in episode one of season two, it'll be Loki's reaction to being in this new universe and him trying to navigate where he actually is and trying to get back to where he was. Yeah. And then he'll just be trying to understand it. And then he'll, you know, he'll try to explain to this new Mobius who he is and he'll make sure that like, he'll just confirm that he knows who Mobius is. It's sort of like Edge of Tomorrow, very similar to that, I feel. Yeah, I think it was a similar situation. Yeah, definitely. And I think, well, at least I hope because Loki is wearing a Timekeeper's outfit, which I think is also quite an interesting touch that he kept on wearing it. Like, it kind of shows that oh, he is yeah. a than the other ones. Uh, and just kind of, like, throw that bag in there as he, well. He was wearing that the whole show, pretty much. He always had that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think, you know, coming in in the first episode as, like, you know, Loki, God of Asgard. Yeah. Um, King of Asgard, I think, in the end as well. Um, like, and that that is like thrown away, and he uses this new Loki, and I don't know. Not really saying much. I'm just saying words at the moment. I think it's really difficult to say what actually what happened. You can't. I mean, the only person that knows is Michael Waldron and Kevin Feige and Kay Heron, probably. So yeah. there's like under. I feel like there's under there's under ten people that actually know. I mean, Tom Hilson would know and. A few others, um, but I know I'm. I'm wondering if season two will be shaped a lot by what's going to happen in Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. I, I think they will because Michael Waldron yeah. is going to, you know, Doctor Strange will come out and then he's going to think of something for season two that will directly link into those movies. So we'll have to wait and see. Because we we don't know yet when season two is going to. We end don't up. know. No, because it may have well been set after. Um, the the thing you both <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the, the strange movie yeah there'll be a, there'll, um, there'll be a timeline somewhere out. yeah and that's meant to come out in two thousand two the what 
2022. I mean. Yeah, really? 2022? 20 Jesus. years ago. 2002, yeah. Jesus. That is some real time travel. That's some TVA stuff right there. 2002. <laughs> I just forgot to put a two in there. What? I think I don't know. I think it'll be really interesting to see um, Doctor Strange tie in with mm-hmm. everything that happened in the mini series of One Division. Yeah, uh, like now that we know with Loki as well. And I'm not sure. I think there is a Marvel film in between there, isn't there? Yeah, the, I'm sure there but is. The, yeah, the Spider-Man one that comes out later this year. Yeah, that comes out in December, which we still haven't got the trailer for, and I'm very excited to see the trailer. No way home is that? That's what it's called. Uh, isn't I it? think it's called yeah, no way home. Yeah, no way home. Um, and we have another like Thor one set up in two thousand twenty-two, but we don't really know much about that either. True. All I know is that Natalie Portman's in it. I think. Love and Thunder, it... isn't it? Love and Thunder. I'm not sure. Um, there's another Fantastic Four that's being announced. I can't wait for that one. That one's going to be directed by John Watts, who did the first two Spider-Man films. And he might actually even be doing the third one, coming out in December. Ah. Um, and I'm very excited for that. Because... The, for the first, you mean um, with Toby Maguire? No. no, no, no. That was Sam Raimi. Yeah, um, and Sam Raimi is directing the, the upcoming Doctor Strange film, Multiverse of Madness. Ah, um, I see. So that'll see. be fun to see because I love Sam Raimi's films. I mean, I mean, the, like those three Spider-Man films, Tobey Maguire, are just you know they're they're my childhood. So if he's in the next Spider-Man film, I will actually lose my mind. Yeah, that'll be something, wouldn't it? It, it would actually. I think I would lose my mind more than when I went to see Avengers: Infinity War and Thanos killed everyone, and then he was smiling in his farm in his garden. I mean, that, that blew my mind because everyone was like, what? I was just like, I, I was looking at the cinema screen. I was just like, what is this? He, like, the bad guy won? And that normally um, never happens. And... Um, so there's another... Oh, oh, no, I don't think this is related. What is it? <laughs> it's just so that there's um, a Morbius film coming out, but I don't think it's... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that. I've not heard anything about that. <laughs> no. Is that legit? Um... Yeah, but I don't think it's Marvel Mobius. I think it's just... Uh, sorry, I was trying to find out what Marvel actually has planned because it seems like it's got a lot planned. That's just gone a bit over my head. Like, it's got so many more... Like, the Moon Knight, the Marvels, Mrs. Marvel, She-Hulk, uh, Wakanda Forever. Oh, dear. Wakanda <laughs> to, to, um Secret Invasion, Hawkeye... God of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and that's just suggested after I don't know browsing a little while. Um, it, it seems like Marvel is, is really, I suppose, pumping out the volume at this point. It's really like pumping out everything it could think of. It's you know they're really milking it, but I guess they can because there's the audience and people will go watch these films regardless. I've still not seen the new. Black Widow film. I have not either. Um, but we're in phase four now. We've entered phase four. Yeah, it's it's okay. So according to Wikipedia, Mrs. Marvel will be next. Then Hawkeye. Then Moon Knight. Then She Hulk. Then Invasion. I'm not sure actually where. Um. 
I think I know where it'll end. It's interesting interesting because um, on Wikipedia, and maybe this is just because it's not been added yet, Doctor Strange is not on the list. Oh, really? No, I'm sure it's just because they're not. They'll, they'll need to add that. Yeah. But I think I know where it'll end. It'll, it'll end in, like, the equivalent of Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. I think it'll be the Secret Wars films where we'll have, like, part one and two. And I think that'll just be multiverse characters. Secret Invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Secret Invasion stuff. That That's linked with that. And that'll be multiverse characters fighting each other. So... You know, like Spider Man fighting Spider Man and Hulk fighting Hulk and all this, all this stuff. Do you reckon in the end they'll build a new time? Oh, you know TVA. what? It's so this is questions that Kevin Feige has to answer, not me. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan along for the ride. I don't make I don't make the decisions. I wish I could though. But oh, that would be amazing. Oh my god, no! People um, would hate it. People would like riot in the streets well, if I, I was think... making decisions. I think at this point, like whatever is going to happen, there will always be a group of people that would hate it. True, and... there's always people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've hated stuff in the past. Oh, yeah, I think I'm sure everyone's hated stuff. Um, <laughs> and I, I I don't know. I think it's just the aim for what feels like it's the best option. Yeah, the best way to like finish something that kind of like seems logical as well as like with what ties in with uh-huh. what's happened. I, I like what, what they've done so far. I mean, there's, there was a few MCU films that I just really didn't like. I mean, like I didn't like Captain Marvel. I thought that was really bad. Um, and I wasn't a fan of the second Thor film, but other than that, most of them were quite good apart from that second Ant-Man film, which is pretty forgettable. Yeah. I think it's actually surprising how easily forgettable it was because I didn't realize I forgot it until you you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? People actually give the Incredible Hulk a lot of shit. The one from two thousand eight with Edward Norton, but I really enjoyed oh, I, it. You know, I yeah, same. I really loved it. And he's uh, I even back. had it on DVD. <laughs> he's gonna come oh, back. He? Well, not Edward Norton, but Tim Roth's character, Abomination. He's coming back. Ah. He's he's gonna be in the next uh, Hulk film. Which I, I think it's yeah. going to be She-Hulk. She-Hulk, yeah, that's it. So, um, I've got a list of dates now. Really? Um, Tell me. The, and the audience. Spider-Man, December 17th. Yeah. Eternals comes before that, November 5th. Okay. Really um, we got Shang-Chi and the Legend yeah, of the Yeah, um, That comes out in September the 3rd. Uh-huh. Um, Black Widow is already out. Yeah. As we both <laughs> and... Doctor Strange will come out on March 25th. Okay, brilliant. I'm going to go watch all of those in Edinburgh, probably. I know, yeah. And then the next month comes Thor on May the 6th. And then two months later, I always mix up June and July, um, comes out. Uh, Black Panther will come out. Okay, um, that'll be interesting to see what they do there. I think next year will be really interesting to see what happens. Because I feel it looks like, well, they have got four films planned to come out that's a lot of films that's a lot of films and you know you could have ended the whole thing with endgame yeah Uh, i'm I'm quite glad i haven't (laughs) no neither right because i needed a film with three spider-mans in it i just needed it um but they could have ended it with endgame i mean like that could have been it you know uh the same way star wars ended and the same way harry potter ended 
yeah. they could have just ended the franchise there, but I mean, they have to keep going because there's so much more material and material, and there's so many more characters. Yeah. And we still haven't got Fantastic Four. I mean, Fantastic Four is, I would say for me, Spider-Man is number one, and then Fantastic Four is number two. I love Fantastic Four. Like, I feel like Fantastic Four has had two attempts now to, to become decent. Third time's the uh, charm. Yeah, I think so. I, I really hope so. Well, same with Spider-Man. To be fair, I loved all of the Spider-Mans. You know, no hate to Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. Both equally loved. Um, <laughs> and then you got you know the current Spider-Man, um, Tom Holland. I think he, I think he's the most like the comic book Spider-Man. Yeah, because he's young and he's meant to be in co- uh, college, school, even high school. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think that makes the most sense to be Spider-Man. But honestly, I can't, <laughs> I can't ever compare them. They're they're all Spider-Man in my like in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a question for you though. A question. When do you think season two will come out of Loki? Good question. I am going to say over a year from now. So, Mm -hmm. and I think it will be early 2023. Early 2023. Yeah. So not 2022. They're going to leave it to, it'll be towards the latter stage of phase four. But it could, I think it will be between a year and a year and a half from now, basically. Okay. So that, that's what I'm thinking. I think, yeah, I I think it will definitely be set after Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, no, they have no, to because like, they have to put that in the timeline. I mean. Yeah. But I think, I don't, oh, I'm not sure. I think. It will be after Doctor Strange, but I don't think they'll be waiting like a year and a half. I'm gonna cheat and look like, at Tom Hiddleston's profile and see what what he's got coming up. Oh, that's actually a good shout as well. Maybe he's got, <laughs> uh, maybe he's really busy actually. Okay, but it's knowing the, that he's really... it's not even on his Wikipedia, so I don't think it's not going to be for a while. Mm. Well, the only thing that he's um currently filming is the Essex Serpent. True. And probably Loki too, if that's already I don't Loki even know Steve. what that is, the Essex Serpent. It's a period drama. Uh, a TV miniseries. Apple TV, okay. Interesting. Claire Danes is in it, wow. Well, that's a good cast. Yeah. Okay, this is off topic, but I feel like we're, <laughs> we're towards the end of um, the podcast now and we've run out of our I mean, we could probably speak for ages about Loki, but oh, I feel like I this is a good. This is, we just hit an hour as well, yeah. so that's a good part. That's a good place to stop. All right. But what a joy it's been, Ivy! What a joy! Yeah. Well, thank you for allowing me to be on your post- podcast for the first <laughs> first guest. You were the first, definitely not the last, and you can come back anytime to speak about a show or a film. Yeah. What will it be next? That's what I'm. That's Maybe it'll what be Wonder Vision. I feel like that—that's the thing that's missing at the moment. Wonder I think Vision. there's a lot to say about Wonder Vision. Oh dear. Well, if <laughs> <laughs> we could speak about Wonder Vision, um, I would need to rewatch it to. Well, I, no, I could. Um, I could speak about it actually for quite a bit because there's a lot to talk about there with Quicksilver and stuff that happened there, and I was a little bit let down by that, if I'm honest. But, well. 
Or save our gossip. Yeah, we'll save our gossip for the next podcast. But thanks very much, Ivy. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. All right, thank you.